Hello and welcome to the Trauma Chats podcast with me, Mackenzie May. As a survivor of childhood sexual trauma, I always longed for someone to relate to, to feel less alone and instill hope in me. Now, that's the presence I strive to be. If you're a survivor or an ally of survivors seeking to be empowered, inspired, and educated on sexual trauma and its impacts, then keep listening because this podcast is for you. Hello, fellow survivors and allies. I hope everyone is having a lovely day. I'm so happy you clicked on today's episode because this week on Trauma Chats, I will be chatting about attachment styles, a little bit on the theory behind attachment, what the four attachment styles are, and my experience having an insecure attachment style. There's a ton I want to talk about with this topic, and this episode would be super long if I kept it all in one, so this will be part one of this topic, and part two will be next week's episode all about the most important part of attachment styles, how to heal your insecure attachment style and move towards a secure attachment style. If you're not already following this podcast, make sure to click that follow button so you don't miss next week's episode or any other future episodes. And if you find value from these episodes, please be sure to rate the podcast on Spotify and rate and review it on Apple. Even just a sentence helps so much. Quick reminder, I am not a mental health professional. I am using my personal experiences, what I've learned in my therapy, and sources I've researched to create this episode. I will link the sources in the episode description if you're interested in learning more. Alrighty, let's get into today's episode. So first, let's understand what attachment is and where the idea of attachment styles came from so we can get a foundational understanding. Attachment is defined as the deep emotional bond between two people who seek closeness and feel secure in the presence of one another. The attachment theory, discovered by John Bowlby in 1958, is the idea that our early childhood relationships and how we bonded with close adults in our lives, such as caregiver figures, teachers, coaches, priests, therapists, etc., is how we form the way we attach to people in the future. In other words, children internalize the security or insecurity of relationships between them and close adult figures and create mental rules or guidelines to follow for future relationships, whether they are romantic or not. If those rules or guidelines are healthy or not depends on the nature of the relationship they had with the close adult as a child. These rules are centered around three aspects an individual's feeling of personal security, feeling secure in others, and their perspective on attachment or what their past experiences have demonstrated attachment to be. So let's say a child was made to feel secure in the bond with a close adult, meaning they had mutual trust, felt like their needs were met, felt supported, cared for, and comfortable being their authentic self within that relationship, meaning they received unconditional love. In that case, they probably view attachment to be secure, safe, and beneficial to their well-being. This secure relationship probably made the child feel secure in themselves, have a sense of self-worth, trust themselves, 
and feel comfortable being who they truly are. This relationship also showed the child that they can trust others, feel like others are willing to support and care for them, and will accept their authentic self. On the other hand, let's say a child was made to feel insecure in the bond with a close adult, meaning there wasn't mutual trust, that close adult didn't meet their basic needs or may have neglected them, made them feel shameful, unwanted, and only showed love to them if their personal expectations of the child were met. This type of insecure relationship would most likely cause the child to feel unsure of attachment. They may think attachment comes with disappointment, shame, conditional love, and be scared of it. Or they may long for attachment more than anything to find that feeling of security they've always desired. Their relationship with themselves is most likely damaged, leading them to only trust themselves or not trust themselves at all. And they may view others as a threat to their well-being or as a way to make them feel whole or worthy. As you can gather from these two polar opposite scenarios, it's incredibly important for a child to have a secure bond with close adult figures early on. A secure bond can lead to them having a secure attachment style. An insecure bond can lead them to develop one of the insecure attachment styles. I also want to add that a child could have a secure relationship with their parents, but have another close adult relationship that was insecure. That is what happened in my experience. I'm incredibly fortunate to have parents who have always loved me unconditionally, but I still developed an insecure attachment style from being sexually abused by my Taekwondo coach as a young girl. So if you're a parent listening and you have a child with an insecure attachment style, hopefully that fact helps you take some of the blame off yourself if you're racking your brain on how your child could have an insecure attachment style when you believe you had a secure relationship with them. All right. So now that we understand what attachment is and the theory behind secure and insecure attachment, let's dive into the four different attachment styles. Like I said, there are four different attachment styles. There is one attachment style that is considered secure, called a secure attachment style, and three styles that are considered insecure. And those are one, insecure anxious, two, insecure avoidant, and three, insecure disorganized or insecure anxious avoidant. In the examples I just shared, you can assume that the first child-adult relationship scenario with the secure relationship would most likely lead to the child having a secure attachment style. The second scenario I shared with the insecure child-adult relationship could lead the child to having any of the three insecure attachment styles, depending on several factors, like their specific experience in that relationship and their own personality. So let me explain the three insecure attachment styles before going into what a secure attachment style is. The first is insecure anxious. Individuals with an insecure anxious attachment style commonly had at least one unreliable, inconsistent early childhood relationship with a close adult who may have also been an intrusive communicator, meaning they pried for information or invaded one's privacy without consent. This type of relationship can cause the child to internalize that they aren't okay on their own, they can't make their own decisions, and don't feel good enough or secure enough on their own causing them to commonly lean on codependency to feel quote-unquote complete and receive reassurance. 
Individuals with this attachment style are anxious and insecure, lack self-esteem or a sense of self-worth. In other words, they don't trust themselves. Their view of attachment is a way to feel whole because they were always made to feel like they weren't secure on their own. And if they are wanted, they are whole and worthy. So their view of others in a relationship or friendship is as trustworthy, able to provide them with any and every need or desire they have. But often people with this attachment style are let down because no one can complete another person. You are a whole, complete human on your own. And there is no way someone else can fulfill every need or desire you have. People with an insecure, anxious attachment style tend to value relationships and close friendships more than themselves. They fixate on them and lose some of their own identity to ensure the other person won't abandon them. They tend not to set boundaries to avoid conflict and almost morph into the person they think their partner or friend wants, causing the person to feel even less self-worth because they lose themselves in the process. Over time, they can start to feel resentment against their partner or friend, blaming them for their insecurities and for not being able to satisfy the countless needs and desires expected of them. As one can imagine, this creates an incredibly unstable and easily threatened relationship or friendship. A person with this attachment style commonly thinks or says phrases like, I'm scared my partner is going to leave me. My friend is going to abandon me for someone else. I don't think my partner or friends really care about me. They overthink every energy shift, every mood change their friend, partner, or any other close individual experiences and rationalize in their minds that it's their fault. This causes them to hyperfixate on every move they make to ensure they don't upset others. It can lead to perfectionist tendencies. And if they do end up rationalizing a mood shift was their fault, they commonly feel the need to correct that shift in mood or, quote, fix it, because they feel a responsibility to do so. They truly believe, deep down, that the mood shift was their fault and fear they will be automatically abandoned if others feel hurt by them. So to combat their fear of abandonment, they attempt to try to fix any negative mood shifts, which can oftentimes come across as controlling or manipulative. The second insecure attachment style is avoidant. Individuals with this type of attachment style most likely had a close adult relationship as a child where that adult was commonly unavailable, dismissive, or maybe even rejected them. This can cause them to view attachment as damaging, unreliable, and unable to depend on. Individuals with this style of attachment tend to feel secure in themselves, only trust themselves, and are commonly very independent people. They believe they meet all their own needs and don't need to lean on others at all, causing them to isolate themselves and not ask for or accept help. They fear attachment because they don't trust others and don't believe they can depend on anyone. It commonly gets to the point where they may believe an intimate relationship or a close friendship could be a threat to their own freedom. Because of that, they are commonly said to have commitment issues, always prepared with an exit strategy. They attempt to mentally prepare themselves by anticipating that others will let them down right from the jump, even if they haven't been given a reason to feel that way. People with an insecure avoidant attachment style avoid closeness and emotional connection, causing them not to open up to others about feelings or emotions they experience, which can make them seem distant or cold. 
They are often intolerant and critical of others because they expect others to be able to rely solely on themselves and not expect anything from anyone else because that's how they operate. The last type of insecure attachment style is insecure disorganized or insecure anxious avoidant. The child-adult relationship someone with this style of attachment experienced was most likely traumatizing and frightening. Their needs were ignored or not even seen as needs. The child was most likely always confused on whether they were doing the right thing or not because the adult was contradictory, hot and cold, many highs and lows, and not very predictable. This can cause the child to internalize a low view of themselves and of others. So unlike anxious attachment, where one trusts others but not themselves, or like avoidant attachment, where one trusts only themselves, disorganized means they trust no one, including themselves. They can view attachment as chaotic and confusing, sometimes reliable, sometimes not, very contradictory and incoherent. This can cause them to be untrusting of others while also craving attachment and security, expecting others to meet their needs, but at the same time believing no one can help them, and having a hard time feeling safe with others, but also craving closeness or intimacy. They view others as unpredictable, their view fluctuating with their highs and lows. Someone with this style of attachment can come across as chaotic, insensitive, explosive, and sometimes even abusive. This is because their view of everyone, including themselves, is inconsistent. So imagine how frustrating that could get, to never feel confident in how others or you will react or act, and never knowing what to expect. Their source of safety is also their greatest sense of fear. If you struggle with an insecure attachment style, you are not alone. In fact, I believe I read somewhere that only 60% of people have a secure attachment style, meaning 40% of the population have an insecure attachment style. I developed an anxious attachment style, and it's something I have really struggled with my whole life. I believe I developed this style of attachment due to being sexually abused by my Taekwondo coach from ages 9 to 13. Out of every adult in my life at that time, I had the closest relationship to him besides my parents. I'd spend time with him almost every day, several hours, and many of those hours just him and I. I trusted him, cared for him, and thought he cared about me. He took advantage of me, though, of my kindness and vulnerability. He was incredibly inconsistent. One moment he would be training me and my teammates to be the best in the sport I loved the most, and the next he would be violating my prepubescent body, verbalizing his love for me, and grooming me with gifts and money. I saw every side of him. The trustworthy, selfless facade he presented to my parents and others in our Taekwondo community, the verbally and physically abusive side of him he'd present to his own family, and the manipulative, intrusive, sexually abusive side of him he'd present to me. As a child, this made me question my own worth, my sense of safety, my view of attachment. It caused me to lack trust in my own judgment of others, of danger, of every choice I had to make. In addition to being abused, after I disclosed and other adults were notified, many of them decided not to believe me, to side with the person who abused me, and to abandon me. 
Many of those adults were people I had close relationships as well and thought cared about me. So their betrayal also impacted my view of attachment, my trust in myself and trust in others. If you're interested in learning more about the enablers in my experience and their impact on me, listen to episode 6 where I talk all about that. But between the relationship with the person who abused me and the betrayal of many adults after the abuse, I became extremely fearful of betrayal or abandonment. I lost trust in myself and my sense of self-worth, and I viewed attachment as something I needed in order to feel safe, to feel whole. Since I couldn't trust my own judgment and was so insecure personally, I felt I needed others to depend on, to help guide me to make decisions, and to show me my worth. If I was wanted, I was worthy. My lack of trust in myself led to me putting either all of my trust in others or none at all. Before interacting with someone, I wouldn't trust them in the slightest. But if someone showed any type of interest in me or just seemed like a nice person on the surface, I'd immediately put all of my trust in them. I lacked boundaries because I didn't trust my own intuition. So one, I never reflected on my needs and desires to determine my boundaries. And two, I didn't want to scare anyone away if I set a boundary they didn't agree with because I viewed that as abandonment, which was my greatest fear. I became a perfectionist and a master people pleaser to ensure others accepted me and wouldn't abandon me. And I became incredibly codependent on others, whether they were close friends or partners, because I truly felt like I needed them to complete me, to make me feel safe, worthy, loved, and protected. And overall, I was massively insecure in myself and in my friendships and relationships, causing me to be constantly anxious that I was going to make a mistake, not be perfect, etc., and that others would abandon me. In my past romantic relationships, I completely lost myself trying to be the person I thought my partner wanted me to be. I kept noticing that I would feel way less confident in a relationship than I would be single. I think this is because I wasn't prioritizing myself. I was always prioritizing them and the relationship because I was so afraid of being abandoned. I've always struggled with overanalyzing my partner's energy, their moods, and emotions commonly convincing myself that I did something wrong, that they're upset with me, and that I need to fix it and make them happy again if they're not. I felt like I was responsible for their emotions and for making sure they were happy. I'd stop doing anything that brought me joy, would absolutely lose my identity and take on many parts of their identity. I'd do what they wanted to do, alter myself to their liking, rely on their reassurance by asking questions like, do you really love me? Do you like how my hair, outfit, makeup, whatever looks? Do you think I'm good enough for you? And depending on their answers, I'd either continue what I was doing or alter myself more to make sure they approved of me. I had no sense of self-identity. I was making myself solely into the person my partner wanted me to be, so of course I had low self-esteem and virtually no self-worth. And to make matters worse, I felt like I couldn't live without them because I had let go of so much of myself and replaced it with their identity. As I mentioned, I wouldn't set boundaries because I was afraid that would make them upset, or they wouldn't accept those boundaries and they would leave me. If they left, then I would be left with the few parts of my own identity and a massive hole where I had replaced my identity with theirs. 
So my intention of feeling more whole with them actually ended up with me feeling less whole than I was before meeting them. Unfortunately, all of this definitely caused me to put a lot of the blame on them and feel resentment towards them. Only in the last year have I become aware of my insecure, anxious attachment style. I'm in the process of analyzing the three aspects of attachment, my view of myself, my view of others, and my view of attachment itself. I'm slowly working to move each of those aspects closer and closer to how someone with a secure attachment style would view them. For those who have a secure attachment style, that either means you have worked hard to heal your insecure attachment style, or as a child you had a secure, trusting relationship with a caregiver figure or other close adult in your life. That adult was in tune with your emotions, accepting of who you are, and allowed you to discover your own identity. They met your basic needs and were reliable. Individuals with a secure attachment style tend to have a sense of self-worth. They trust themselves and they have trust in others. They view attachment as beneficial, but not almighty or something to fear. Typically, people with secure attachment styles are able to set boundaries because they don't fear they will be abandoned if they don't succumb to whatever their partner desires. They are empathetic individuals who understand that their partner or friend is their own person, has their own wants, needs, and desires. They love unconditionally because they accept that people will make mistakes and that people always have room to grow and become better versions of themselves. This allows them to truly forgive others and not hold grudges. People with a secure attachment style believe others will effectively communicate their desires and will work to compromise to determine what desires they can meet and what they may need to obtain elsewhere. They don't worry about their partner or friends leaving them because of their belief of trusting others to communicate any feelings they are having. And if they haven't communicated any feelings of wanting to leave the relationship or end the friendship, then there's no reason to worry. And lastly, they open up about feelings and emotions to others and lean into their vulnerability, but ultimately understand that they are responsible for their own well-being. One can imagine how difficult relationships can be having an insecure attachment style. It may seem impossible to ever have a secure attachment style, but the truth is you have the power within you to do so. Like I've said many times before, the beautiful part about being a human is we have the ability to shift and evolve our minds, create new neural pathways, and embody new mindsets. I am right here alongside you. I've been working on shifting mine for a year now, and I'm already seeing results, so don't lose hope. The big question is, how can us with insecure attachment styles shift to having a more secure attachment style? Well, you'll have to wait and see because I will be sharing all about that in next week's episode. Like always, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. It means the absolute world to me, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. I'm incredibly grateful you listened to today's episode of Trauma Chats. I hope something you heard made you feel more empowered, inspired, or more educated on sexual trauma. If you're in need of help or support or seeking to learn more, click the link in the episode description to find resources. If you found value in this episode, be sure to leave a review letting me know. Or reach out to me on Instagram at Trauma Chats Podcast. I look forward to chatting again soon, and I hope you're having a lovely day. 
Love, Mackenzie May. Mm-hmm.